you are listening to the wild soul podcast a podcast for the wild ones join me your host queen namaste as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path from wild inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between because really who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum Hey guys, happy hump day. Welcome back to another episode episode, episode of the Wild Soul Podcast with your host, Queen Namaste, aka Shannon, which is me. Thanks for tuning in. If it's your first time, welcome. I've got a super crazy, awesome, fun episode for you. Very interesting and I'm so excited. I can't wait to just start it. And if you aren't new, thanks for coming back. I appreciate you. Yeah. So this week we got, well, for one, it's May 1st, you guys. What? May 1st. Crazy. The fifth month of the year. Honestly, May is a pretty good year. Year. (laughs) May is a pretty good month. I like it. That just means one more month closer to summer and the birds are singing, the flowers are out and yeah, it's springtime well in the middle of spring and it's just a beautiful time. And what better way than to start off a beautiful month than with a beautiful soul who is on the episode today. So I would like to introduce to you guys Diana Zitko, and she is a spiritual and intuitive healer. Okay, you guys, she's so wild. I love her. This episode, we talk about sound therapy. We talk about house clearings, and we also talk about Akashic Records. And Diana is an Akashic Records reader. And if you don't know what that is, because I didn't know what it was either, you will find out in this episode. She has just rebranded herself as Manifest My Soul, and you can find out all about her uh, at www.manifestmysoul.com. So we're going to get right into her story and all these crazy things and what she offers. So without further ado, let's meet Diana. Woo-hoo. Okay, Diana, welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm very, very excited. I am so excited. This is just going to be amazing and everyone's going to love you and then your phone's going to be blowing up because I'm manifesting that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So how I usually start the podcast is like um, for people to know you or people that don't know you like elevator pitch. Who is Diana? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's so different than um, my past pitches. So I'm um, still trying, you know, kind of um, getting into my, I guess, new self. Um, so I'm a spiritual intuitive and um, I am an Akashic Records reader. And um, I help people reconnect to their soul, help them, guide them to their purpose and um, help clear pathways for them so that they can um you know move on in life with um clear intentions and um yeah it's been really magical doing this work for the last little while and um I love it I'm so in love with it it's uh it's been a beautiful thing 
That is so cool. I want to dive into so many things that you just said. Um, and I know, I know you haven't always been, been doing this. So maybe let's go back to like the past <laughs> and like what, what you did before. So since I was a child, I was definitely always drawn to spirituality. I was born and raised Catholic. I have a very European family. I'm first generation born in Canada. But um, my mom was always, um, you know, having people over reading cards and tea leaves and flipping over espresso cups. And even at a young age, she would have her friends do readings for me. And um, it was just like second nature. Um, on my mom's side, uh, my mom is highly intuitive. My grandma was very intuitive. My great grandmother was a medium um, in a village in Italy, and she used to make herbal remedies for medicines for people in the village. And um, so it's definitely ancestral, like it's in the bloodline. And on my dad's side, my great grandmother was um a psychic she, they called her a seer so and even my grandfather on my maternal side as well he used to um do these weird things whenever we would be sick he would think it was the evil eye so we'd come in and do something like a spell over us and like spit on our heads and you know we just grew up around it i know it didn't it, it was though a lot of it was based on superstition so um, when I got into my teenage years, I started exploring um, different religions and different uh, forms of spirituality. I was very, very drawn to it, but I was also very naive because I didn't really know what I was doing, and I was opening up my energies and my spaces to things that maybe should not be invited in, and a lot of strange and bizarre things were happening around the house, and uh, my mom actually even brought in a priest to bless the house and it wasn't like an exorcism or anything like that but it was just like clearing the energy kind of like somebody would do a smudging and once that was cleared I kind of got scared of that because I realized okay I'm very attuned to this I'm very I, I know I have a huge sense of empathy and um, I, I'm pretty powerful when it comes to this, I don't know what to do with it. So I kind of left it alone for a couple years and then it started coming back up again naturally. So I started joining women's circles. And in the women's circles, uh, we would meet every week. There was about 10 women and we would um, practice our psychic abilities basically. So we would practice um, clairvoyancy exercises and clairaudient exercises and do past life regressions with each other. and basically um, try to learn like where do we fit in what comes naturally to us and what I learned over the years is that uh, I receive messages um, by hearing them so I'm clairaudience um, it's not like another voice it's just a message that I channel and then I speak I also uh, am clairsentient so I feel things like that gut intuition I have is very very strong um, and I've learned, and especially in the last couple of years to really listen to that, which is what led me to this field. So, um, when I graduated high school, I actually went into, uh, the field of writing. I wanted to get my English degree and I was going into creative writing because that's something I've always loved as a child as well. And, um, through a series of crazy events, I ended up in the world of real estate <laughs> yes, I know. Talk about a complete left turn. But um, it did serve me well for many, many reasons. And I have been doing that. I had done that for 
a good 18 years, like basically right out of high school. Uh, yeah. So my father was a commercial realtor. So again, we grew up around it. I knew, you know, what it was, but I was never interested in it really. He used to bring me to open houses when I was a kid, but I never thought I want to be a realtor when I grow up. But uh, he kept saying, you know, you're so good with people and people are drawn to you. I think you'd be really good in sales. And um, he kept hammering it into my head until finally I said, okay, fine, I'll take the course and see what happens. Took the course, met some people I liked in it, connected with people, became a realtor. And I did that for a few years. Didn't like it, decided to go back to school. So I did, I sold real estate for about three years. I love the people part of it, but I just was like, it wasn't me. So I wanted to go back to school. So I signed up for a full course load um, at Douglas College. And I, this is one of the biggest things that happened, which was another shift for me. I asked the universe, I said, is this the path I need to go on? I need to assign this week. The next day I got a call from this mortgage broker I knew. He owned a company with his wife. And he said, hey, I heard you left real estate. You're going back to school. Would you like a part-time job helping us? And I had my uh, mortgage broker's license at the time as well. And right away, my whole body was covered in goosebumps. And I just said yes immediately. I said yes. And I knew I had to do it. And that led me into an entirely, entirely different path. I did go to school for another three years while I was working for them. But I work, worked for them full time. And I saw how good I was in this job as a mortgage broker, first as an assistant, and then starting my own business. And, uh, and then I went into it completely full time. So um, I went from working on my own as a self-employed, basically mortgage broker, to having one assistant, then two assistants, then three, all in a basement of my townhouse. Um, then I decided to open up a franchise. So I opened up a storefront and then I had my fourth and fifth assistant and I started bringing on mortgage brokers and um, that grew to ha having about 40 sub brokers under me, hiring a manager. So then all of a sudden I had like this mini empire and then another franchise opened up and um, my own business completely flourished. I was uh, I, in the top 1% of all female or sorry, all mortgage brokers across Canada. And I was the first uh, woman to win mortgage broker of the year across Canada. And um, so it was really good in a sense of obviously financially, it was great. Um, there were so many accolades. I won so many awards. I, I actually had a room built for the awards. It was like the brag room of my office it was crazy um and i was on um global tv and i was featured in the the sun and in the province and the globe and mail several times so um if it was great i mean i helped a lot of people then i started mentoring other mortgage brokers coming into the business i started doing public speaking about my success and also then mentoring women coming into any kind of business in general so there was a lot of giving back to it uh, um, so that really fulfilled me in so many ways. Um, and then I went through some personal changes. I went through a divorce, which was, you know, a painful thing. <laughs> it's not always the best, most fun thing you want to do in life, but it does change your direction in life for me anyways. And, um, it was the right thing to do. And after that happened, everything shifted my perception on life, of what I want to do, 
with the rest of my life. Um, because I did, even with all of that success I had in the mortgage business, which was fantastic, there was always something in the back of my, um, my mind and in my soul saying, what else am I going to do? I remember picking up this book by Poe Bronson, I think his name is, like, what, are, what, what will I do with my life or something like that? And this was in the middle of my success. And I remember my ex-husband saying, like, why are you reading that book? Like, are you crazy? And I said, I don't, I can't explain it. Like, I'm not fully fulfilled. And it's like, it's not my calling. There's something else I need to do. So um, a couple of years ago, after a couple of years before that of uh, contemplating what I'm going to do next, I reached out to um, a business colleague of mine. She was an assistant of mine for about eight years. So she, I had trained her and she knew my clients. She knew my referral sources. And um, we were talking and she said, well, what if I buy you out? And I never had considered that. I'm like, wow, okay, well, let me think about that. So we first brought her on as a partner and then eventually she did buy me out. And I was still though the face of the company and um, sort of doing behind the scenes work. And I suddenly had, you know, this time to be like, to say, well, what do I want to do? So I, um, I lead a vegan lifestyle and so I thought, well, I'm going to do a vegan-based business. I love to cook. I love to show what I'm cooking. I love to eat. I love to check out new restaurants. And I thought, well, I'm going to do this. So I started doing that. And, and also at the same time, I um, had been working on a book forever, literally forever, based on my grandparents' lives. And I decided to finish that book in that time. So the last couple of years I was working on the book and also working on this vegan business, but I didn't know what it looked like. And then the clear picture never came together for me. And every time I went to go launch it, something would stop me and I wouldn't wake up excited to do it. I felt like that dread. And I thought, I don't think this is the path I'm supposed to be on. And, um, so I thought again, okay, I have to take a step back. So every day what I did when I was, I, I walk, I hike in the woods with my dog every day. And I used to say, all right, universe, God, what do you want me to do? Use me, use me as your vessel, guide my footsteps, show me what you want me to do. And the theme of helping people has always been there. So that definitely came up. And, um, these readings kept coming up like spiritual readings. And then I thought maybe coaching. And I'm like, no, that doesn't fit at all. Like everything in my body's like, no, not, not coaching. Um, but in a sense, doing readings isn't kind of like coaching, helping people. So, um, and I had been doing readings just for friends and family, like for fun on the side forever. I know how to read palms. I have about seven different decks of tarot and Oracle cards and, it was always though like, Oh, Diana, read my cards or read my palm. So I thought, all right, well, this keeps coming up. Um, and I had an Akashic record reading done myself about a year ago and I was so drawn to it. And then I went and bought a book to a uh, book on the Akashic records by Linda Howe. And the way that came about was, um, I woke up one morning and it said, you have to start doing Akashic record readings. It was like one of those really loud messages. And I thought, this is insane. So I did have my morning routine, had my breakfast and I thought, okay, I'm driving to chapters right now. 
and I'm going to the new age section. And if there's a book there that I see on the Akashic records, that is the sign. And I actually said like, this is my whole intention of going to chapters. So I went to the chapters in Coquitlam and I walked and I didn't, I couldn't even remember. I haven't been there for so long in that, to that chapters. And I walked, I was shown to these, you know, the new age section and sitting there on like right in front of the shelves in bright orange, it says Akashic Records. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. So I grabbed it and I bought it and I came home and I read the book from front to back in like three hours. And I opened my records that day and my own records. And I did that daily for about a week. And I thought, okay, I'm going to start doing this for my friends and family and just like practice and see what comes. And, um, the readings were just so incredible and powerful and uh, the messages were so clear and people started like changing jobs or opening businesses, meeting different people. And they were so strong that I knew like, this is what I have to do. Like this, I have to get this out to people. And so I finally launched my practice a couple months ago. It was very scary. But I did it, and um, yeah, it's it's been such a blessing. I'm so in love with doing this. It's just when I'm doing the readings, I feel like I'm in another realm, another world. I, I feel like it's just like I'm so connected to my soul. That's the feeling I have, and I'm connecting to somebody else. And I'm I'm just the the channeler, though. Um, I believe we all have gifts that we we can connect to. Um, I happen to have this gift of channeling and allowing me to help people in a different way. So that aspect of helping others is still there, which is so, so important to me. And um, that's how I, I came to it, in, I guess, in a nutshell. <laughs> that's so cool. That's just like a total 180 from like real estate mortgage broker to like spiritual. <laughs> yes. Reader. So for those who might be confused and have no idea what Akashic Records are, could you um, deepen that subject a little bit? Like, what the heck is that? Sure. So basically, it's like a, so how I like to explain it, it's like there, it's the, a library in the heavens. And there's a record on everybody's soul. Um, and then it's, it's not a physical thing. It's a vibrational thing. And it, it's a, a record of every thought, every feeling we've had, our a record of our past life, our current life, possible future lives, and also possibilities of what can happen in this lifetime. But as I was saying to you when we were doing our reading, we always have free will. So what messages come through and channel through are basically um, possibilities. Um, and then we look at what could possibly come out of those choices that we make. Um, so when I'm, uh, ac sorry, when I'm accessing the Akashic records, it's like an access to your soul and what I feel it does and why people are making so many radical changes when they do the readings is it because it's because it reconnects you with that part of you, that soul. Um, cause we are having this human experience with the soul that was like dropped into these human bodies and we're remembering, oh, well, we are actually these soul beings and we're here to do certain things. We're here for maybe one particular purpose, or maybe it could be two or three or four or five or six or seven, depending on where you are, how old you are, what your stage in life is. Um, what I've channeled is that we 
there's this big thing, like there's one purpose for everybody. Um, I've channeled that there could be five or six or seven purposes. My purpose here for the first part of my life was to be in a certain business, but it did um, inspire women. I have had so many women come up to me say, letting me know that I inspired them to go into business, um, especially when I was doing my public speaking. I was a keynote speaker several times to like an audience of 500. My biggest was a thousand. And the people who came up after were young women saying that I inspired them to go into business for themselves or take that step or even go into brokering because I was an inspiration. So that part was amazing and purposeful in its own self. But now I'm here to help others to reconnect to what they need to do here on earth and to spread the message of, uh, basically, I know it might sound corny or cheesy, but of love and to getting back into love and to getting back into your heart and into your soul. Um, and that's why I'm doing this work. I'm also doing work with um, opening the records of homes and property and um, doing house clearings because energy gets stuck into homes and properties as well. And there's some crazy, amazing things that happened just in the last week with a couple of the readings I did. And again, it was, but of course, personal readings came up because people are so tied to their, to their home. And it was a lot of people were able to release their property um, in a very fast way as well. And then um, I'm also working on my second book, um, which has, is going to be completely the message of spirituality and connection back to self as well. So um, that is how I'm right now sharing my purpose and my love into the world. But the main thing for me to do, why I believe I'm here no matter what, the bottom line for me is that I want to help others and guide others and serve people. And that's what brings me complete joy. And um, yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm here doing this. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. I <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. It makes me happy when you're talking about it. It's just like, yes. Um, yeah, because that's how I originally found you with a girlfriend of mine. She shared you on her story because she's a realtor and you were doing like a house cleansing and maybe we can talk more about that because like yeah you were saying people are really tied to their houses so like maybe if someone's like wanting to sell their house or has sold their house or hasn't and it's like not selling it's like that could be a reason is because they're spiritually tied and they're like they want to leave but like they're not leaving because they haven't acknowledged that part but something like that <laughs> yeah exactly um so the um last one i did which was really powerful she had been there for over 30 years uh i won't get into too many personal things around the reading but mm -hmm. basically there was so much emotion tied to it and she felt like she was not allowed to leave the house that's what had come up when we had done the reading. So as soon as uh, we cleared it, now her property was for sale for over a year. And um, <laughs> there's going to be a testimonial coming out on this next week. But as soon as I left the house, within five minutes, there was a showing on the house, which was <laughs> insane. I was talking to the realtor on the phone when I left the house and she said, holy shit, somebody just texted me for a showing and there hadn't been a showing for months wow. and um and there's an offer on the property now and it's been i think it's been a year and a half on the market 
And this happened, like I did the reading a week ago. And so it, and it was all about re her releasing it and her giving herself permission to be able to move on from that property without guilt. And that was the, the reading for that property. Um, another property I did, it was um, somebody who was tied to the property because of memories and also comforts, scared to go out into the world to find out what's next. But there's a huge, like there's, a, in the records that I had read for her, there's a huge world waiting out there for her. So now she's decluttering the home, making it clean, opening the space and getting it ready to uh, go on the market. So, and then also what I can do for people um, when they purchase their homes, obviously the property they purchase, there's a lot of energy from the family or people who had lived there before. So I also go into homes, um, open the records and um, ask what the property needs to say to the new owners. And um, then we do a clearing and a blessing um, so that it's all new, fresh energy when the people are moving into the home as well. So. Oh yeah, that is, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really exciting. <laughs> I really love it. <laughs> that is so cool, and that's really funny that you said like yeah, going to a new house because sometimes I'm like I don't think I would ever want to buy an older house because I would be like <laughs> nervous of all the energy that's in it. Like because <laughs> I watched some TV show, I can't remember what it was called, but it was um like a an intuitive or like a medium like yourself and then she had like a private eye guy with her or whatever. And people that were having problems with their homes would contact these people and she would do a walkthrough of the house. Like everything was hidden so she wouldn't like have any influence of like what lived there or whatever and then the guy would do like property history and like you know see the history of the house throughout the times and then they would collaborate together at the end to see if their like stories and stuff match up it was really interesting I can't remember the name of the show but like yeah most of the time there's a lot of history that like stuff that happened in houses and stuff so I'm always like weary of that like around here because like we're on like native land like I don't know what happened in like yeah maple whatever maple ridge was like 300 years ago right so like, can you access that and like see all that stuff? I can, yes. Um, the property that I did with uh, Andrea, our mutual mm -hmm. friend, um, the realtor up in 1080 there um, in Anmore, there was so much history there, but it was a nice neutral one, but there was definitely um, some energies that came forth that was there for hundreds of years. And mm -hmm we had asked permission to be in the space and allow it to sell. I do think it's important when, um, you know, builders and people are digging into land and building things to ask for permission. It's, you know, even though they technically own it and purchase it, it is um, ancient land that, and we have to respect it and it's, it's mother earth. And exactly like you said, the energies from people who lived there hundreds of years ago, um, that residual energy still sticks around. So even a simple thing to ask permission and to um, do a blessing and to clear the energy, simple as that um, is all that it asks for, just for simple respect. I think just how, like we all want some simple respect. <laughs> true that, true that. Yeah, and it's the things that people don't think about it. I honestly didn't think about it until recently, like about respect for er anything, you know what I mean? Like the energy yeah because energy never dies it never it's always like when if someone dies 
like, yes, the soul leaves their body, but like, where does that energy go? You know, it's always, it's always there. Exactly. I think, um, yeah, I, I've uh, channeled uh, loved ones coming through that have passed on and um, they are, it is quite powerful. Their energy is around. It's always a peaceful energy. It's always light. It's always full of love. They do come in forms of animals as well around us, I think, because they want to show that they're there and that they're okay. And, um, but I always feel a light peace. Um, home clearing I did, I walked into a room and there was a really heavy energy and I felt like physically somebody was like holding on to me, but it wasn't a scary feeling. And then after the owner had told me, I didn't want to tell you anything about that room. I wanted to see what you felt because I had told her after I'm like, Whoa, that room has such heavy energy in it. And she said, yeah, um, they're, they're definitely over the years. She was, she's the woman who has lived there for 30 years. Um, there's always something weird about that room. Nobody, nobody ever wanted to go in that room. Um, her, uh, one of her daughters, when she was a child would say, I saw somebody in that room Her also her own sister would say, I don't want to be in that room. And so what I had channeled when I was in that room was there was definitely an entity and energy in there, but it wasn't like a scary energy. And I think when people, um, for me, I believe all energies are love. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into how, um, you know, basically Hollywood has made all these crazy stories and horror movies around uh, spiritual energies, not to say that there aren't that, that, that isn't out there, but I surround myself always with love and light and peace and a circle of love and light and only allow um, good energies to come in. So what I felt in that room was basically like a fun childlike energy in there that has been there for a long time that just wanted to play. And now for somebody to go in there and feel something weird, of course, they're going to feel like, oh, this is feels weird and wrong. That might, it must be bad and scary. It's only because we don't know how to interpret it and we don't know what it is. So we assume that it's bad and wrong. But even though I felt it was heavy, I, the only reason I believe I felt it was heavy was because that energy has been there a long, long time. And I just wanted to be acknowledged. Um, so we cleared out the energy and it felt good after. And even the whole time I felt that energy around me for a while throughout the whole, um, the whole time I was clearing the house, but it was just a fun light energy that wanted to be acknowledged and was kind of stuck. That's all. So, yeah. It was a pretty neat experience, but, um, I believe it's just all that energy of love that's just floating around. Yeah. Your brain's going crazy. I know. <laughs> I have this canary and he loves to sing. His name is Bodie. And then I have my dog Stella beside me snoring. I don't know if you could hear her as well. Surrounded by all the animals. Uh, that's awesome. You offer house clearings, but I know you just started um, Manifest My Soul, which is your brand. Yeah, so Manifest My Soul is, um, so I offer um, also one-on-one um, -on -one Akashic record readings, and they're all done through Skype. Um, when I did my practice readings for um, three months, I was doing them in person, on the phone, and Skype. I wanted to just try different ways to see um, how the messages were coming through, and 
Um, I did find the readings through Skype so we could still see each other and we're still in each other's energy. Those messages came the clearest and I believe it's because people feel comfortable in their own environment. And um, so when we do an Akashic Record reading, um, it's an hour long and what I do first is a short guided meditation to ground us and to protect us in a white light. And then I um, say an opening prayer to open the records. And then there's time for usually five to seven questions um, in that hour to ask. And they have to be specific questions, not yes or no questions, but specific questions. And it could be anything about money, health, love, your purpose. That comes up quite a bit. People want to know their purpose. Uh, a lot of uh, messages channel through on that topic. Um, also, sometimes uh, cord cutting needs to be done, meaning um, there's perhaps an energetic tie to somebody that needs to be cut. So I do a cord cutting ceremony. Um, past lives sometimes um, come up as well. And um, also sometimes loved ones who have passed on come through. And so I, it's always completely different. Sometimes um, spirit guides want to come through and they want to introduce themselves as well. So um, it's really where that person is in their journey. I never know. Um, usually too, I don't know the people who I'm reading for. And I do, but what I do before the reading is I, um, I will say their name over and over a couple hours before, and I will get messages beforehand as well. And sometimes even up to 24 hours after the reading, messages will still come through, which I will pass on to the client. Other things come up as well um, is I feel blocked chakras uh, a lot of the times that I know that are not my own. And... Um, so that's why I'm starting to learn um, Reiki right now. I got my um, cert certification, my level one, and I should be a Reiki master by the end of the year so that I can help people uh, remove blocks and their chakras as well and whatever comes up in our readings. Um, so that's all done in, a, in an Akashic record reading and in one hour. So a lot does come up and... Um, so many things have changed for people after the reading has been absolutely amazing. So yeah, it's pretty fantastic. So I'm offering Akashic Record readings. I'm offering house clearings for um, people who are selling their homes and also people who have just bought a new home to clear it and do a blessing. Um, I also do something at home one-on-one. -on -one. It's called sound therapy. Um, and that's just something new that I'm starting to offer. Um, it's more specific for people who want to um, connect to their past lives. Um, so what we would do in that session, and that would be in, in my home, and um, basically we do some jaw exercises, some breathing exercises, do a, a guided meditation, and then um, you would lie down and you'd be covered in a blanket and an eye cover and um you're beholding crystals and then i put big headphones on you and it's a, a music journey that you go on for about an hour and um i learned about it and practiced it when i was in sedona um, in arizona and it was such a powerful thing and i've been doing it ever since with my like on myself and um it came to me a, a few weeks ago that it would be very very beneficial for people to do because not only does it trigger past lives but it just i call it like a reset after you're done it feels like you just came out of a 10-hour deep sleep and um then when you go to sleep and wake up it's like you're refreshed and reset again 
Um, so it's a really, really powerful experience. Um, so I'm offering those three things right now. Um, the, the practice, something I've been doing most of is the, right now are the one-on-one Akashic readings. Um, and the more I'm channeling, the more I'm getting messages all the time. I had my first like spontaneous reading <laughs> when I was at a restaurant uh, last week. I was at Earl's restaurant and our server, all these messages were coming in for her. And I didn't know how to tell her without trying to like trying or, you know, sounding strange, but I managed to tell her that she had some messages coming through from a loved one. And, um, we talked for a long time and she was crying and the manager came over and everything was fine, but all these messages were resonating with her. So, um, it's getting quite powerful and, um, learning how to, um, keep my own energy as well which is why I'm doing Reiki as well too because I noticed afterwards I was getting really tired or feeling other people's sort of residue energy but now I know how to ground myself after so but yeah it's been fantastic and I'm just I'm really loving this work that sounds like yeah you're doing amazing things that is so cool even to just help people with that like just to help people grieve or whatever share a message I was gonna ask like can you can you turn it off and on or is this like, it just comes like if you just see someone down the street or whatever and you're like, Oh wow. It's just people, someone's coming in real hard right now. And like, they need to hear it or. Yeah. It happened quite a bit. Well, especially now that I'm so in tune with it and I'm channeling every day and I'm in my own records and I'm also channeling for people every day. Um, the other night I went to a sound bath therapy and so basically, um, there was, I think about 20 women in the room and it was about an hour and a half of, um, listening to the sound bowls, which is really powerful. And I heard so many messages coming from everywhere and I had to like tell it to, at first. I'm like, what is this? And what is this person? And who's, and I was seeing all these images that I had to like basically shut it down and it actually did shut down, but it took like a good half an hour So, um, and now when I'm going on walks and passing by people, I'm like, oh man, she needs a reading or she needs to hear this, you know, so I'm, but I'm not saying that to every stranger that walks by, but I'm, I am learning how to turn it on and off, but because it's now my work, I don't know if I should. So I'm kind of going with it right now. And, um, I'm also sort of assessing the person, like, should I tell them I have this message for them? and feeling my own intuition and asking like do they need to hear this right now and is it safe to approach them and tell them this so um but yeah and that's sort of i'm still in the learning stages of open channeling like that because um it's just something new (laughs) but it's pretty cool i didn't no that's so cool i'm so jealous of you to be honest i wish i could do that you know, I believe that you probably can. I think everybody can. I think it's just a matter of connecting to yourself, being open to it. And then it's like practicing. It's like anything and opening up to it. Um, if you're already spiritually attuned and connected, I um, it's probably would be easier for you to, to get connected to that. I do believe we all come here with gifts that we're all intuitive on some level psychic on some level and it's just all it's about connecting to it it's also about our belief systems and how we grew up and um a lot of times it's scary for people to connect to it or it might go against like certain religious beliefs that they grew up in i mean the akashic records have been mentioned um in i believe every religion 
is what I've uh, researched on. So um, some form of it of the Akasha is out there. So it, it's basically just reconnecting to our souls. It's, it's nothing um, strange or dark. It's just, it's, it's light and love and it's a reconnection to who we are. Mm. Yes, and I can speak for that because you just did a reading on me before <laughs> then. <laughs> yes. And a little emotional at the end, but it was so great. It was good. And I, when, when you guys do a reading with Diana, make sure you're prepared because I totally forgot about the questions. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like seven more questions that I want to ask now. <laughs> I'm like, didn't go into my head then. And I'm like, oh yeah, the cord cutting thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, I got lots of time. We can be friends forever now. <laughs> know, do you have anything else that you really want to? get across to people or like like if people are on the fence and being like oh this is evil <laughs> this shit's evil <laughs> or whatever yeah I don't know if we should bring up the word evil <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is but like people will be like oh that's bad or what that's yeah well, I don't yeah because I, I come from such a place of love and light myself mm -hmm. uh I I believe, I mean, if you ask anybody, I'm one of the most gentle souls around. I have the biggest heart. Um, I always want to do best for people, sometimes mm -hmm. detriment of my own self. So this is all coming 100% from a place of love and light. Um, and yeah, I just think that if you're called to do it, if you feel a connection to me, um, but also, um, you know, we all get lost sometimes in our lives and we, we need some guidance. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes we're asking our own selves or our own intuition, but our thoughts and our egos and our minds get in the way and we need clarity. And that's what I, I like to bring to my readings. And the people who I've read for text me and message me after to say, oh my God, I'm so clear now. Or I feel so positive again and I'm back on track. And, I'm, uh, and it's just about me channeling those messages mostly that they've already known inside themselves already but they just needed a reminder and they just needed permission to do something or to leave somebody or to take that trip or to leave that job or take that new job or start that business so i feel like i'm that middle person um like that you know that conduit just to help people to give themselves permission to do what they really already know inside themselves. And sometimes we all need that. I know I need that sometimes as well. Right. Mm -hmm. But we all get lost sometimes. And um, so I, I like to say that like, I'm a safe place for you to come to, to ask those questions and to, to help guide you as well. And I feel honestly, nothing but love and light when I met you and during the reading and yeah, this feel very like, yeah, at home with you, safe, connected, feel like we're working with the higher good for everybody. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed our reading. Thank you. I love <laughs> like now I have all these other questions that I want to ask, but we can ask it later. <laughs> Awesome. Diana, this was so fun. And yeah, like I said, you are awesome. And I can't wait for more people to find out who you are and for you to help them out, like whatever they're going through. Um, yeah. Thank you. It's my absolute joy and pleasure to, to do this and to help people. 
I, today when I was getting ready to do your reading and then come on the podcast, I'm drying my hair and I was just crying like tears of gratitude, thanking, you know, the universe and God for giving me this gift to be able to help people. I just, I can't explain how much it fulfills me. So it is, um, you know, I'm so grateful for it and I just want to spread it out to as many people as I can. Amen, sister. <laughs> Amen. I am grateful for you and that our paths cross. It's awesome. Serendipitous. Me too. 100%. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be seeing you. And yeah. Um, oh, I guess pimp yourself out. Where can people find you and get yeah, contact you and all that jazz? How can they book you? Okay. So I'm on Instagram at Diana Zitko. And I just started a, a business page for my practice at Manifest My Soul. There's nothing on there yet, but I'm starting it uh, on Facebook. I'm uh, at uh, Manifest My Soul, and my website is manifestmysoul.com. Perfect, easy, and yes. all one thing, which is great. <laughs> Amazing. And so people can book through you online or call you or. Yeah, I have an online booking calendar through um, my website. And if you connect with me on Instagram, my link is in my bio at Diana Zitko. And then as well on my Facebook page, Manifest My Soul, there's a link in there as well. And uh, I do all my bookings online. And then I just need um, their Skype name or we can do a Zoom meeting as well. If they don't have a computer, some people don't. Um, we can do FaceTime or even a phone call works. I've done a couple of phone calls. Um, so, uh, we could make, you know, make it work for you. Okay. Amazing. Yay. Thank you so much for having me on. This is so awesome. I'm so excited about it. Thanks for coming. And uh, yeah, I hope more people are like open to the idea of like spirit guides, just energy in general, you know, connecting back to their souls. Cause I think that's what this podcast is about. Like your wild soul. Exactly. You know? Yes. <laughs> you are the perfect, perfect guest. I am so grateful that you are here. Thank you. And thank you for the reading. I loved it. Loved it. Go get your reading, guys. Do it. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. If you have more questions, if you want to be involved, if you want to get your name out here on my pod, if you want to hang out, email me at shannonpetersfitness at gmail.com or you can reach out to me via Instagram. Follow me on there. My handle is at queen.namaste. Follow the podcast's Instagram page. It's at the Wild Soul Podcast. Really basic, so easy to find. You can DM me that way as well. And of course, you can always visit my website, www.queennamaste.com. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Have an awesome rest of your week, and I will see you next Wednesday.